Hello and welcome to the Sensibly Speaking Podcast. This is Chris Shelton, the critical thinker at large, coming at you for another hour of podcasting greatness on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and with video here on YouTube. And as you can see, my new studio setup is still in, you know, I, I, I think it's still in flux. If you could see beyond the cameras, you'd see things are a little bit messy in here. But I'm setting up for this call-in show that we are going to be uh, starting and uh, very, very happy about that and using this for my podcasting, of course, and Q&A shows. So without further ado, let's get right to it. This week, we are joined once again by Mark Bunker. And he has now been elected to the City Council of Clearwater, Florida. When we last had him on, the race was hot and heavy. And now he's here. He won his seat. And uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be back. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to have you back. Um, boy, you, you are a... Uh, for those in the audience who might not have ever heard of you, he is a longtime Scientology critic. Never in, never got, never did Scientology services, but found out about it. It was back in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. So back in the 90s, he started with that. Um, and he gave some, uh, he really rose to fame when he gave the anonymous movement some very good advice about how to proceed back in 2008, which um, sort of tempered some of the wild and craziness a little bit and made what they did so much more effective and amazing in that year. And that's really what blew Scientology into the public eye in a huge way and showed up this organization is not just an oddball, goofy, you know, alien cult, but an actually dangerous organization that was abusing people. So we all owe a pretty big debt of gratitude to Mark Bunker for his work over the years here and what he has done in Scientology advocacy. And I'm, oh, I'm for sure. Gonna... <laughs> He's so humble. Uh, anyway, I just want to set the stage for that because that is who this guy is. And now he has stepped up and he is now on the city council of Clearwater. And be clear, <laughs> Clearwater is the home of Scientology, like basically headquarters for, the, for their international world operations. Because Clearwater, Florida is where they have their largest delivery facility. It's called the, the Flag Service Organization, which is on a base of buildings uh, that they refer to as a base because the Sea Org and Scientology run a bit of a paramilitary outfit. And uh, they have a lot of property that they own in downtown and all around Clearwater. So uh, I guess we should start off with saying congratulations for pulling it off. Well done for getting uh, getting on through that election. What I got? I mean, yeah. How's it going? And what was that like? Well, I mean, it was it was pretty startling. I I, uh, I was actually quite surprised that that I won. Uh, I didn't think that I'd gotten my message out far and wide enough because we were limited with cash uh, for our campaign. Other people outspent us like three times over. And uh, there's another candidate that I, I really liked. Uh, he and his wife were uh, terrific people, and I'd see them all the time at campaign events. And 
uh, I figured he was probably a shoe in. So <clears throat> on election day, I uh, actually was not able to vote because I had been feeling really run down and sick for a week prior to uh, election day. And um, this was like the day that, uh, that um, President Trump gave what I call his hostage video where he had to do a, an address from the Oval Office reading things that uh, that weren't fake. It's all fake news. Um, so, uh, so he did that, which was followed immediately by the news that Tom Hanks and his wife Rita Wilson were both positive. I was sitting there in uh, with a cough and a fever and short of breath, feeling horrible, and I thought, "Oh my God, maybe I've got this." Uh, this COVID-19. And uh, there was no place to turn at that time. And it is a long-winded story, but and I'm, I specialize at those. So uh, no problem. Uh, uh, there was no way to get a test until the day before election day. Um, so I went in and, and, and got the test and then was um, isolating so I couldn't go and vote for myself, which is darn it. I've waited my whole life to see my name on a ballot, and <laughs> I'm deprived of that. Instead, I I just stayed home sick and concentrated on that. And then results were in uh, like around seven o'clock, I think was when the polls closed. And around six, I went, hey, wait a minute, the polls are going to close soon. It was like the first time I thought about it all day. Um and uh, got online and started following the results and was just stunned, you know. Um, so, so it was kind of a surreal type of thing where it wasn't even on my mind that day. And then my life changed. Um, so it, it's all been very exciting. And uh, uh, I've uh, gone up and down with the health for, for a few weeks after that. But I'm I'm much better now and uh, raring to go. Uh, so far, we've been doing our uh, meetings virtually. Uh, apparently, that's going to change in a couple of weeks. But um, <clears throat> oh yeah, because you're whether that's wise yeah. or not, um, we'll we'll see. Um, but this COVID nineteen is something that none of us on the campaign trail thought we'd have to uh, deal with. So. Right off the bat, this is uh, just an amazing time to to take office. Um, so much uh, worry and concern in in this community as everywhere. Um, and I didn't think I'd be mentioning Scientology at all for months and months and months and months because we've got uh, this to worry about. Uh, and yet Scientology keeps coming up. Um, so. Uh, one of the first things that happened, uh, and again, this is me doing a monologue, so I apologize. Uh, but the the uh, there were people who were videotaping uh, Sea Org members getting off crowded buses uh, and and not doing the social distancing. So uh, I tried looking into that and and asked the uh, 
the city to do some inspections and the chief of police was allowed to go into Scientology's public buildings, uh, the, the Fort Harrison Hotel and the Superpower Building, and he was shown around and he said, hey, everything looks pretty good around here. Um, but that didn't, <laughs> that, you know, they can put on a nice show and cleaning up the, uh, the areas for the wealthy public. Yeah, they'll do a good job at that, but the, the people who have to do all that polishing and disinfecting are, are the CWARG members, who are the ones who are crammed into these crowded buses and go home to really cramped living quarters where there's way too many people in a single apartment. And the city was saying, well, you know, you have to have a warrant to go investigate in somebody's home. So we really can't do anything about that. But I kept, um, I kept asking enough questions and there was enough pressure from the media, including uh, Tracy McManus at the Tampa Bay Times, who's excellent. Um, so we, we actually got uh, a, uh, an inspection of some of Hacienda Gardens, which is the Sea Org birthing and another unit down the road there. Um, but uh, again, uh, before they allowed uh, Chief Slaughter to come in and do an investigation, they had days to get everything prepared. Um, they showed him the common areas and then he, he had the ability to, to choose three random apartments in each complex. Um, but again, They've got the, the Sea Org staff ready to make everything look perfect. Um, so it's not exactly like a, uh, uh, a spot inspection. Um, but at least, you know, at least that we, we were able to get some answers for family members who were very concerned about uh, their disconnected kids who are in the Sea Org. Um, and Scientology doesn't seem at all happy about that. Now, I've been looking at this as looking out for the health of the members and the community as a whole. But Scientology has now uh, uh, sent a public's request, uh, public records request for anything that has to do with me and the chief and the police department and welfare checks. I was like, really? <laughs> you know, okay, uh, you'll get it. Um, they have to keep those files up. You know, yes. in OSA, they have extensive dossiers and files on you, me, Absolutely. Mark Winder, Tony, you know, Mike Winder, Tony Ortega, Aaron Smith-Levin, et cetera. Uh -huh. So, you know, they got to keep, keep up on what you guys are up to. Yep, that's for sure. And now they have the ability to actually ask for any of my communications, whether it's in, on the city or um, on my own private uh, accounts. If I'm talking about city business and Scientology, um, I have to turn that over. So it's wow. kind of like back in the LMT days when I spent much of my time producing video for court cases. Okay, we need this as evidence, here you go. So. That's it's right. a time waster more than anything else. It's not like they're going to find anything uh, that I don't say out in public. Right. Yeah, no smoking gun sitting there. 
So what? So obviously, COVID nineteen has derailed all predictions and plans that were in place. Curious how the initial, how just the regular, you know, getting in, uh, getting indoctrinated as a city council member, learning the rules and learning the scope of activity and 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 responsibility. What what did you see? accurately coming and what's been what was surprising to you about getting into the into the job and the work of it well um what's surprising is uh and a lot of this is because um no one's going into the office now i mean there's only a handful of people that um actually go to any um office to work, those essential employees. Um, but I, uh, I went in for my orientation, uh, met a few people and was sworn into office and then uh, shown the ropes a bit. Um, and I asked, well, what are, what are the office hours? And they said, well, there are none. <laughs> you, can, you can come and go as you please. I went, what? <laughs> so that surprised me. Um, and it turns out that I'm constantly busy because there's plenty of things to be uh, reading and studying throughout the day. And I've got, you know, books and books worth of material that, that, that I'm going through. Um, new uh, new uh, phone meetings all the time. We use Zoom and all these other uh, video uh, communication tools to have meetings all the time. Um, so it's, it's fascinating to, to, um, see behind the scenes and get a new perspective. Uh, and it's a little, um, how, how can I best put this? You know, having been on the outside, going to the meetings and talking about all these issues or, uh, even just hearing about like the the downtown project where we're we're planning to spend sixty four million dollars plus on creating a beautiful new park downtown to bring people down to the area that no one wants to go to because of Scientology. And my argument all along before <clears throat> and along the campaign trail was, you know, having a prettier park than the one we have right now, I'm not sure that that's going to convince people to come downtown because of the presence of Scientology there. So now I'm making those arguments from inside. And uh, it, it is odd now to think, well, okay, I'm one of those uh, voices now that actually decides the future of, of these projects and, you know, all these things that come before the council. So uh, having having been an activist and now suddenly, uh, you know, a member of the council, it, it's, it's quite interesting and an adjustment. Yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet it is. Cause they, cause you see, like I've I, obviously not the same as a city council. I've been on a board of directors for a nonprofit and, and it is quite interesting how, when you get to that level, you suddenly go from a member level to the leadership level and you're like, oh, I didn't know about this and this and this and oh, there's this complication and this wrinkle that the members aren't necessarily aware of. Is that the kind of thing you run into at that level already? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. The, you 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 find out a a bunch of stuff that, um, you know, starts to fill in gaps in 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 your education. You go, okay, all right, I understand that. Um, and and just overall, it, it's it's been a fascinating experience, and I I'm really enjoying it, and I'm glad I've got four years to go with this. Yeah, I was going to ask you what the term was. Four years—that's a good long time. Yeah, enough time. Yeah, it's enough time to get some things done. Um, what? Just to clarify and really nail this down, because this is something I've actually been very curious about since this whole thing started. What powers do you have from the level of the city council as far as um, reigning in, you know, Scientology or what Scientology as an entity mm-hmm. is doing there? Sure. Well, um, you, you, you know, we're not going to shut them down. We're not going to chase them out of town. So folks who are expecting that, well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I can't do that. Uh, and that's not my goal at all. I'm not trying to take Scientology away from anyone. I'm not trying to uh, take L, LRH away from anyone. I, I think Scientology should be honest. And we should be working to get answers as to what the hell's going on downtown with all these properties that they purchased. And, and I'll have a chance to do that from a couple different posts. Uh, I was against Scientology's deepest, uh, darkest wishes. Uh, I was appointed to the Downtown Development Board, which is an advisory board about um you know bringing life back to downtown which now has the majority of scientologists sitting on the board so at the last council meeting we had a steady stream of i don't know maybe seven or eight scientologists um four or more of which are currently on the downtown development board or have been past members uh, and they very angrily came forward uh, to denounce me and saying, this is a horrible move. You can't let him be on, on the, uh, the board, which is silly. I mean, I, I, what am I going to do? <laughs> at the most, I'll ask a question. Um, but they were painting me as this dangerous individual when everyone knows I'm completely adorable. So... <laughs> uh, but but you mentioned the the fact that they you know they have every utterance I've ever made on the internet, and they've uh, printed it out, cataloged it. They've got files worth of everything I've ever said. So it really shocked me when um, the chairman of the board of the downtown development or uh, uh, board uh, appeared at that council meeting to deliver a quote from me that was some pretty know, nasty type of comment that came from Mark Bunker. And I just, I went, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> and uh, afterwards I went home and did a Google search for it and found out that it was actually a comment on my old blog, the WOG blog, uh, that was made in, in 2006, where somebody from 
uh, England was saying, you know, the, the term log is, is, is horrible and, and it means something entirely different in England. Um, so I, I, I took his comment and put it in the start of a new uh, blog entry and said, here's what was just posted in the comments and let's talk about this. And buried in that little comment was this line that they pulled out and attributed to me. It's like, if that's the hardest thing that they have against me, it's, it's something I never even said, <laughs> then, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to fill up that Freedom Magazine. Exactly. Oh, 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 by the way, those, those are the folks who made the request for all the public records now. It's Freedom Magazine. So I may be getting my own special issue of Scientology's propaganda magazine. Yeah. I would absolutely count on that. I'm sure they're they're uh, putting together a special Clearwater edition to, with with your name on it. Um, had there been, you don't obviously, I'm not going to ask you to name names or anything like that. But I'm wondering, has there been conversations already, you know, with other city council members or government officials or people or whatever about um, about Scientology, about the Scientology presence and threat, and what to do about it? Sure, within the city. Uh, even before uh, I was elected, uh, I went through the Clearwater uh, uh, Academy, which is this 10-week series of courses where you, uh, you meet all the department heads, you learn uh, how, um, what they do, how they function. Uh, and so I, I got a, a chance to meet a lot of these people beforehand. And then as a candidate, uh, all the candidates had meetings set up to sit down and talk with them individually. And, uh, you know, uh, during, during the run-up to the campaign, I, I uh, talked about, you know, my beliefs. And even to, you know, and there were surprising reactions, uh, you know, with everyone I talked to. Um, I even talked with the police uh, union and the firefighters union, um, and they both had uh, some interesting questions. Um, and I spoke about my desire and need to to take care of uh, this issue of Scientology interfering with business downtown, having this negative impact on the city for decades now. Uh, and that's something that we will be dealing with because I'm gonna to uh, force us to deal with it finally. Uh, no one's ever actually talked so frankly about Scientology as I have. And I'm not afraid to, to keep pushing on it. Um, there's also, you know, there have been some surprising comments from people thinking that uh, the Tampa Bay Times should stop reporting on Scientology, uh, which is like, really? But, you know, that's not the problem. Uh, Scientology is the problem, not the stories about it. Um, so it's always surprising to see that. Um, but that's not widespread. Um, and I find when I talk to people, whether it's in the city or, uh, uh, I mean, within the city government or, or out, if I, if I ever hear someone say, uh, like on, on the campaign trail, I, I have occasionally somebody come up and say, 
you have to stop talking about Scientology. We've got a business downtown and uh, it doesn't help when you do that. And I'd say, well, what is the biggest impact on your business? Why is it slow? Why can't you get anyone here? And they'd say Scientology. And I'd say, well, see, not talking about it is not accomplishing anything. So we've got to address this. So we'll, we'll do that along the way. We've, we've got to find out what the hell's going on with all these buildings that they purchased over the past three years uh, with cash and they're just sitting there unused. Um, and uh, there's two, uh, two Scientologist developers um, that are coming back in, in front of the city asking for a half a million dollars uh, for a project they want to do to recondition this total rundown vacant um, uh, eyesore. Um, and it was purchased in this period with cash, um, a building that's been owned by Scientologists for, for a long, long, long time. Scientology has used it as a storage area, as a place to deliver OT3. Um, for training auditors over the years, even though Scientology didn't own the building, they always had access to it apparently. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it, it, that will open the doors to ask some of these questions as to, you know, was there any, any type of coordination here in, in the purchase of all these properties? Um, so uh, there's, there's more opportunities than I expected during this period to actually bring up the issue. Um, and we're just getting started. So. Excellent. How is the population of Clearwater? Uh, uh, what's the size? It's uh, 117,000, I think. 115 or 117. I've forgotten because I'm <laughs> getting old. <laughs> no worries. Just wanted to contrast that with, wasn't it, didn't it come out that there were really only uh, Pretty small number. I think uh, Aaron was talking about this after the election that there was just a couple thousand Scientologists who came out and ended up voting. Uh, I mean, I don't know that we can parse it down to the exact number. I don't think you know. It's, I don't think it's identified that closely. But small yeah, yeah. number, comparatively speaking, is that did I did I get that right? Yes, uh, and that's clear um, that they aren't the. <clears throat> the juggernaut that they pretend to be here because I got elected. I mean, they were they were doing everything they could to prevent me from being elected. Uh, and the people of Clearwater said, we want that guy. So for all the politicians who've been worried that it's the kiss of death to even mention Scientology, we've shown that's not the case anymore. So I won't be surprised if we see more people step up and run for office as well. Excellent. Well, and that's the, exactly the point I wanted to make. So I'm glad that that is actually true because yeah. their, their bark is worse than their bite, apparently, when it comes to something they really, really, really want to prevent from happening. They, they could not right. stop you from doing that. Right. They, they run on intimidation and they've, uh, set themselves up over the decades as this not a turn the other cheek religion, uh, and they've they've kind of ruled through fear and intimidation. What they're good at 
is putting pressure on you um, <clears throat> to to keep calling, keep writing, keep uh, you know in your face until you you say, all right, all right, all right, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll check into this for you um, just to get them off your case. Um, but are they going to sue us? I don't think so. I mean, if Scientology is going to sue the city, and I'm not trying to give them any reason to, to sue, um, but it, it looks like <clears throat> David Miscavige has had his, uh, had his uh, fingers in everything here <laughs> in the city, especially pitching his uh, suggestion that he take over the entire downtown and redevelop of it. So it seems like if they're going to sue, you, you know, how, how is David Miscavige going to escape being deposed? And that's the one thing that he hates more than anything. If there's a chance of him having to answer questions, well, I think right there, uh, that's a nice piece of protection for the city. We'll find out. Yeah, it's a deal breaker for sure. Uh, him <clears throat> is something he ain't interested in in any way, shape, or form. I think it's also quite telling that the that the places where Scientology has has you know put Scientologists is the Downtown Development Board, not other areas of the government, as far as we know. Is that right? Or are they also in other areas too? No. <clears throat> They're not in other areas. The the uh, Downtown Development Board is a special board made up of elected officials, but the only people who can vote for, for that board are people who live or work downtown. So it's a very tiny subset. And downtown is where Scientology is. Um, so it's uh, been a lot easier for them to... Uh, take over that uh, council. I, I also heard secondhand rumors that one of them on the board had said, um, we now control the downtown development board and soon we'll control city council. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, once, you, once you get out of their little stronghold, they don't have the power that they, they think they do I think you're absolutely right. And I think they do sort of rile each other up over how strong and influential they are. I certainly yeah. participated in many such conversations and, uh, you know, rah-rahs when I was a Scientologist and Sea Org member. Even though I was based out in L.A., the, the you know, the, the mantras and the, and the, uh, the uh, methods of operation are exactly the same. Uh, they're just pretty intensified in Clearwater because it's such a tiny, tiny little place whereas Los Angeles is huge and Scientology is just another voice in the crowd there. In Clearwater, they dominate the conversation just because of their, you know, the, the size and of their presence. Yeah. What now, um, obviously as a city council member, there is, um, you know, your view is the ego eye view. You have to maintain objectivity. You have to maintain the, the 50 yard view. Sure. Uh, but I have to ask uh, about the police. Um, because basically to be blunt, I mean, we've all been pretty blunt about the fact that Clearwater police seem to be very gentle and restrained and, 
you know, sort of kid gloves when it comes to dealing with Scientology. And it seems that, um, you know, there's a lot of concern about, well, they pay police for off-duty, you know, security time, you know, things like that at events. That could be a way of influencing individual police members or the force as a whole. Um, they do this in Los Angeles consistently. And one, you know, when money starts getting involved, then intentions start getting a little murky. And so one wonders about this. Is there anything the city council can do about that kind of thing? Um, well, sure. But let me defend the police department, which I've been doing for years since I moved back here, really. Oh, okay. uh, this is not because I'm on the city council now. And, 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 uh, but back in 2000 and 2001, when I was uh, living here working for the Lisa McPherson Trust, which was set up to help people who had been abused or defrauded by Scientology, that's when they really, uh, uh, Scientology really started to pay the officers to work every day sitting on the street that we shared with Scientology's Office of Special Affairs, the Dirty Tricks Department. And they were there to protect the Scientologists from us. <laughs> um, and it was just insane. During that period when they had a regular paycheck from Scientology, there were instances that I recorded on tape um, and, and put together in, in uh, the infamous Scientology in the Clearwater Police video. So back in 2000, we could see that there was a negative effect to these guys having a regular paid, uh, paid job off duty. Because there was a clear bias that comes from, uh, you know, thinking, well, I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm here to do my job as an officer, but I'm working as security. And if these people are upset, the easiest thing to do is say, get away from here uh, and not, uh, and not try, uh, take a balanced view of it. So the, uh, there were problems at that time, but after the LMT, uh, left town at the end of 2001, that regular uh, side job is gone. So the officers do get hired to do crowd control uh, for infrequent events for Scientology, or um, or if there's a picket, <laughs> you know, if there's a chance of a picket, they'll they'll pick up a, a, some extra cash at that point. Um, but it hasn't been it hasn't been like it it was in the past and there have been so many attempts by scientology to use this permanent injunction that was gotten back in originally 99 against bob minton and then it kept increasing to add more members of the lisa mcpherson trust as we came to town um they've been using that for 20 plus years now to stop any type of protests, even though it names specifically those of us who were at the Lisa McPherson Trust and anyone acting in concert with us. Well, after all of us had moved out of the area, 10 years later, people who I had never met or spoken with and nobody at the LMT had 
would come to town and, or uh, like when Anonymous came, came forward and they started having protests here. Um, you know, they, uh, Scientology tried to use that injunction to stop those protests. And uh, one uh, Chicago attorney uh, who goes by the nickname Darth Zandart uh, online, uh, he uh, regularly comes down here and tests the injunction. Um, and he got arrested one day, several years ago. Um, and he contested that. And then the city said, all right, we're not gonna use, uh, we're not gonna use this injunction against anyone who's not named in it. Uh, and then when I moved back into town, Scientology tried to use that injunction to have me evicted for daring to have a neighbor who was a Scientologist. And we sat down with the, the, uh, the police department at that point. Uh, my attorney, Dennis DeFlaming, and I had a meeting with the chief of police then. And we were hoping that the, the police department would side with us and we'd go back to court and have the injunction dismissed. But Scientology had come in for a meeting with the police department 15 minutes before we got there. So when we arrived, we were told, oh, yeah, yeah, they were just here. Uh, and we want to keep the uh, injunction in place. It's work. So, so we we dropped uh, you know the costly efforts to uh, to try to have it uh, uh, you know dissolved, um, and then over the years now, especially with uh, Chief Slaughter, who is now the the police chief, I've had a good relationship with him, uh, and and they have said we're not we're not going to arrest you, we're not going to do anything like that. We come out, we'll take a, um, you know, we'll write a police report because they have to. If somebody says, hey, we've got trespassers here, it's the police department's job to go out and find out what's going on and then say, well, you're going to have to leave. That's what happened when Leah Remini was there with her film crew for uh, Scientology in the aftermath. Now, the police officers who arrived at the scene, they were as polite and professional as could be. Uh, even though, you know, they, there were uh, several squad cars there. But in most cases, you don't see a TV crew uh, at a scene like this where a guy's just sitting on a bench um, and then a big TV star. So, you know, the first, uh, first squad car calls back and says, oh, oh, we got something going on here. What should we do? And then there's a whole lot of, conversations and and ultimately it was resolved fine and that's the way it's always been for me uh since i moved back here in 2013. um they the, the police uh, will uh, will ask uh, to look at your id and there are people who say no you don't have to show me your id yes you should show them your id there's nothing wrong here so uh, they make a record, and so I can have a copy of the record myself just to show that this happened. Um, but it's not like they're, uh, they're on the dole and they're doing Scientology's um, job. Mm. It's, it's more, oh, we gotta answer Scientology's call again all right, well, we better do this right because they're never going to stop complaining about it. So let's, 
let's do this. It's not, they're not coming in with billy clubs. They're not, uh, <laughs> they're not doing anything outrageous. They're, they're doing their job. And, and like so many people here in Clearwater, people find themselves trapped <laughs> with uh, the inescapable pr uh, pressure from Scientology that uh, uh, how do I deal with this now? Whether you're a business owner or you're, you know, uh, whatever it is, city employee, it's a unique problem that most cities don't have to deal with. Well, one thing I learned from being, uh, being at, uh, working at a couple TV stations in San Diego, when they want to put the pressure on to get you to, to not air uh, a, a report on your TV station, it's nonstop. It's calls, it's calls, it's emails, it's letters, it's, you know, showing up at your door, trying to convince you that, no, these are lies, you can't talk to somebody like Mark Bunker. Oh, my God, this is horrible. Um, and it's all just that, that hardcore press to make things go right. You know, because the Scientologists themselves are under pressure. You've got to stop this. You've got to prevent this and data from getting out to the world. So that's what it's like dealing with Scientology. You just, you know, they're hoping someday you'll, you'll just toss out your hands in the air and go, all right, all right, already. Whatever you want, just leave me alone. Um, more than anything else, I think that's the, the impact that they have uh, on the police department. Um, and, and again, you know, it, it, I, I look back fondly at the time when, um, the police department really took them seriously, and they had training uh, for the new recruits on how Scientology operates. And when uh, Scientology sued the city in 1995, uh, there was an affidavit written by a Captain Paul Mazur of the police department. Scientology was trying to find out the names of the undercover officers who were investigating Scientology. And uh, Captain Mazur wrote an affidavit saying, no, we don't want to turn over this information because of Scientology's fair game policy and listed all the things that Scientology does uh, to get back at people. Um, so there, there, that was the frustrating thing for me when I, I moved here uh, at the end of 99 just a few years after the police department produced that affidavit to see that the officers were working for Scientology um, and to see them, like I, 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 one day I drove past Waterson Street where uh, one of the off-duty officers was sitting out there with uh, the security guard and the security guard brought out an issue of this magazine that had a uh, a planted story about Bob Minton having uh, stolen $5 billion from Nigeria. Oh, crap. That was a Scientology operation through and through. Later exposed as that. Um, that really infuriated me to see that the, the officers would say, well, no, we're not being influenced by any of this. Um, you're, you're sitting there reading this magazine, uh, being paid by them, getting meals from them, 
there's got to be some influence there. But that, those ties have really severed. It's not like that anymore. Mm. Um, so rather than the daily job that they had, many of them, now it's just, you know, a few times a year they'll, they'll do crowd control, something like that. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. I mean, you're on the ground. I'm not. So I, my judgment of this is entirely based on my understanding of human nature and how Scientology operates and the ruthless right. efficiency with which the Office of Special Affairs operates. They, it, and exactly like you said, both in front and behind the scenes, they are like that. That tenacity, that persistence um, is, it just doesn't ever stop. And, um, and it's really a matter of these are people who don't have anything else to do all day except Scientology's bidding. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as Scientologists, right? So, um, so yeah, this is how a, a legitimately tiny group can have, you know, such presence and such, uh, and generate such, uh, you know, an impingement on a community. And the same thing happens all the places where Scientology is based especially around the Sea Org organizations and bases, which is, you know, again, where Clearwater is the, the largest of those and Los Angeles is the next largest. Well, okay, so, um, so you have faith in Chief Slaughter and that is actually encouraging to hear. I'm actually glad to hear that. Um, I'm going to remain skeptical about uh, the police force there because I, uh, again, I just kind of, you know, I don't trust uh, Scientology, and um, and they are surprisingly effective at what they call safe pointing, which is where they contact individuals oh, yeah. who are influential in a in a in a situation or community or area, and they get that person to become an ally of Scientology. And they do it exactly like you just described. They use propaganda. They don't tell the truth. They tell very, very, what they would refer to as, by, according to their own policies, acceptable truths. Right. They tell truths that this person will accept. And that's how they move forward and, uh, and gain ground and gain allies, is they can never be up front and just tell you what they're actually doing. That's that's cards for Scientology, and I know that from my own experience behind the scenes of Scientology. I'm not saying that as though I have some suspicion about it. That's absolutely how they are. So, sure. uh, all right, well, fair enough. But I, I I accept your assessment of the situation because, like I said, you're on the ground there, and I am not. Um, and it is good news. It is good news that the police is not as. Right. Yeah, but yeah, so now, uh, now the chief has uh, pressure on both sides because, yeah. you know, he doesn't want, uh, want to have to be bothered by somebody saying, "Hey, will you go and and do a welfare check on uh, for this family?" Um, you know, it's like, uh, can't I just do my job? <laughs> Why am I in between all this stuff? Um, like uh, he first, uh, you know, uh, uh, first he investigated, and this is nothing, not a slam against Chief Slaughter, um, but because the, the newspaper and I was asking questions, um, he went over and got the tour of, of uh, all the public places. And then um, 
he saw me a couple of days later when I was at a, um, a Salvation Army and we'd been giving out food to all these hundreds of families that came by. Uh, he showed up and said, hey, hey, um, are you happy now? And I said, well, no, <laughs> not really, <laughs> because uh, I'm really concerned about the Sea Org people. And he was like, oh, okay. You know, well, he was trying to disguise that, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure he wanted to hear, yes, thank you so much. And I did say thank you so much for doing that because I did appreciate that. Um, but it's, uh, uh, you know, Scientology is pressuring one side and now he's got somebody pressuring from the other side as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of times these people feel they're caught in the middle. Um, Except but I'm trying to do what I think is right. Well, good. And, and this is why we are so happy that you are there is because you are a voice of sanity and reason in, you know, a place that has been a bit confused and difficult to figure out. And we haven't had a voice from the inside at the city council government level. So, um, you know, so this is good. This is very, very good. And, um, and it's, it's obvious, and I want to comment on this, too, because when I say, well, we have a voice and we have this and we have that, it's not like I'm trying to say you're our guy, you know, is you do have to maintain objectivity as a city council member. That's the job. Sure. We want that. So we want Scientology's rights to be recognized. It's just that we also want the abuse of those rights to be recognized, too. And it seems that because of the amount of trouble that they put forward, on people's plates when somebody tries to step up and do something about them, that it's very easy to just back off from that and just let Scientology have its way. And they get away with things that they absolutely positively must not be allowed to get away with when they are given that kind of rope. So yeah, that's exactly as you said, that's the conundrum for all government officials dealing with these guys. But at least now we have somebody there who understands the problem to its core. And I don't know that we've had that in the history of this so far, except for that very interesting affidavit you mentioned. Uh, so the police force definitely is fully aware of how far Scientology will go in terms of, of fair gaming. Well, I mean, back when they snuck into town in 75, everyone in the government discovered how far Scientology would go. I mean, with, with all the covert operations that were uncovered, all the dirty, nasty, underhanded uh, operations against Gabe Casares and, and anyone else who stood in their way, everyone had an understanding. I mean, back in 1982, when the city did a weeks-long set of hearings televised in the area with people like Paulette Cooper, who wrote one of the first books critical of Scientology, Everyone in the city got an understanding of exactly what Scientology is and how they operate. Um, and somewhere along the way in the late 90s, uh, a new city manager came into town, Mike Roberto, who was uh, from uh, Palm Beach, I believe, or Miami. And he said, there I had to deal with the mob. Uh, and Scientology is no different from that. So what they tried to do is just get them off the front page of the paper and uh, and just try to let them do their thing. 
Um, and then that evolved into, um, you know, after the LMT closed, uh, and they brought in Representative Mary Repper um, to do um, to do lobbying and to make it um, acceptable for politicians to go in and hold speeches at the Fort Harrison Hotel and get cozy with Scientology. Um, that was a whole nother evolution. Um, so we're, uh, we're moving the clock back a little bit to say, hey, <laughs> you know, there's a reason why uh, people are upset with Scientology and it's not the faith, it's not the beliefs, it's not, we're not trying to take, you know, the religion away from you or, or, or come down on, on individual Scientologists who are good, decent people, you know, they, they, they want to save the planet. But in doing so, you can do things that go to extremes. Like Mike Render's a friend of mine now. He set out to destroy Bob Minton and ran covert operations against all of us. Um, and yet he's not a bad guy. And it takes some time to, to realize the, the type of things that Philip Zimbardo was, uh, I think that's his name, mm -hmm. uh, professor who was doing all these studies about um, how you can get good people to do bad things. Um, it is easier than you think to uh, convince somebody that they're doing the right thing and uh, you're actually doing something horribly, horribly wrong. So, um, so I, I tend to think of the Scientologists who are still in as uh, potential future friends. So when they come and attack me, like even these people on, on the board who came out to say I was essentially Hitler, I, I'm not holding it against them. You know, it's, that's what L. Ron Hubbard told them to think. And that's their mindset. Um, and that's why I feel I can fairly, uh, you know, help out any Scientologist that needs the help. And just understand um, a little bit more about Scientology than perhaps many other people in the city. Um, do, but um, I think I can be fair uh, to them. And as with the case where I was doing a welfare check on Sea Org people, I, I'm looking out for their best interests, not harassing Scientology as the leadership seems to think I was doing. Um, anyway, that's, that's my goal. Fair enough. Well, you know, your tolerance is angelic. <laughs> and, you know, and I really, seriously, I mean, considering that you were part of the Lisa McPherson Trust, and there's a whole backstory there, which we're, we're, we're trying to dancing around a little bit here, because it's a long story. It's very involved. We won't get into it right now. In I think we went through it, a lot of that in the last video. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so you know, it, you really were at the receiving end of, you know, the both barrels of Scientology at that time. And so it's, it really is quite an inspiration to, to listen to you speak so uh, tolerantly about them. It really is. It's, it's, quite, it's quite awesome. Um, okay, now 
What about fair gaming during the campaign? Dare I ask, and will you say, <laughs> did anything happen? Well, I mean, not as much as I expected, uh, although there's probably plenty of things that I was not aware of. Uh, we did talk last time about, um, you know, one of the other candidates who, who got into the race late uh, and whose campaign manager um, had been seeking a candidate uh, for some time since I announced that I was going to run. He was going around to other candidates saying, we're going to give you all the votes you need, all the money you need. You just have to let us choose what seat you run for. Um, and other people thought, okay, well, they just want me to go up against you, Mark. Um, so they, he eventually found a candidate to, to use against me. And then there was a handful of Scientologists who uh, came to heckle me at a few events. Um, they had a smear website that I'm sure they spread far and wide. Um, but beyond that, uh, oh, and I'm sure they, uh, you know, I'm sure they sent somebody in to, um, to my um, public meetings as well. As uh, the first meeting that I had for supporters before even filing, Tracy McManus asked if she could come and observe it. And uh, I said, absolutely. She wasn't writing a story about it. She just wanted to, to see what it was going to be like. Um, somebody posted online that Tracy had been there. So we probably had some Scientologist plants in the room. Um, but I never say anything that I'm not going to say in public anyway. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't care. Um, it, other than that, uh, I, I can't think of anything that they actually did. I thought in order to actually get elected, I need to have my own copy of Freedom Magazine delivered right before the voting day to, to actually get people's attention. And it turned out I didn't need that after all. <laughs> so, so they, they, they've had a little more time to work on it now, and hopefully later on in the year we'll, we'll see some dazzling um, journalism about me. Yes, I am quite sure that we will. And it will actually be quite interesting to see. Um, I mean, I don't mean this like you're some kind of guinea pig or something. You've already been at this for decades. You know what these guys are about, so, and you know how to do defend yourself and stay sharp and keep your security and all that in. So I, I, but I, but I just say it'll be interesting because of what they have pulled in the past. Sure. And it seems that over the last 15 years or so, um, they really have been defanged in so many ways. And we don't see efforts made like they used to make where they would go after a person so ruthlessly I mean, the Paulette Cooper stuff with the, you know, trying to get her to commit suicide and, you know, having people like literally in her personal life who were reporting back to Scientology daily. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, you knowing that, I'm assuming you have sort of set up your life so that that sort of thing can't happen. Is, but I'm sure there are people who are worried about you because of, the, you know, because of your. <laughs> so I'm, I'm no, something. 
this for their <laughs> comfort, you know, because I think they might worry about you. Yeah, uh, I'm fine. I mean, it's not, <clears throat> it's, it's 20 years ago now. Well, we, we think back to Paulette Cooper, that was the 70s. Mm -hmm. um, in 2000, in 2001, I got to watch the global campaign that they ran against Bob Minton. And that was just as dishonest and as expensive and as, you know, as, as horrific uh, a covert operation as they did against anyone uh, back in the, the Guardian's office days. Um, they're just smarter in how they uh, don't put it in writing anymore and they use external um, uh, lawyers to hire PIs to do a lot of the, the dirty work. But I, I don't think they've really changed their spots. I'm sure uh, that they're, you know, planning something. Uh, but am I going to worry about it? Nah. <laughs> what can I do? Uh, if I was going to worry, I wouldn't have run. Um, I think you, you just have to you just have to take a stand and show that it's okay, really. You know, um, uh, I ran for office. They called me a bigot at, at a few events. And, you know, it gives me a chance to explain why um, people are concerned about the way the organization works, not about the faith or, or beliefs or, or the members but just the way the organization is set up and the way they, they try to bully anyone who gets in their way. So uh, my feeling is we just have to show we can't be bullied. And I think that's paying off. Uh, I don't think going forward that um, politicians will be shy to talk about this in the future. And we've got time to go. Uh, granted, the entire world is concerned as I am with COVID-19 right now. So Scientology is convinced that I'm out there working with uh, the federal government to strip them of their IRS uh, uh, tax uh, status. Uh, not yet. That'll, that'll probably come along somewhere down the road, but you know, we've got time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just don't let them know. Yeah, I'm on this. Um, so we'll see what we can do. It's not it's not something that uh, we in the Clearwater government can do. But if we can get the attention of others and work with others to get this addressed, I'm going to push for that. So excellent. Just well, to I say Scientology, we're on to you. <laughs> we, we know we know how you operate. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think actually from your position as a bit of a, I guess we could say insider or upper level official now, you know, you you really are going to have um, the ability to be able to coordinate better with federal regulations. And the IRS is a group that definitely needs to be paying a bit more attention to what Scientology is about. Um, okay, well, now. You know, again, COVID-19, uh, obviously a much bigger problem right now than Scientology is. And getting everybody past that, especially in Clearwater, where it's such a retirement community. What are your goals now and expectations for 
the immediate and maybe medium range future as you see it. Uh, what are you What are you working on? What are you trying to accomplish? And and what are you What are you pushing on? As far as COVID nineteen or for or as a, just as a city council member in general, I know COVID nineteen oh. is a big part of what's going on right now. But yeah. uh, well, um, we we've got a lot of big things uh, on the the plate right now, including reopening the city. Um, and there's pressure from from both sides. People saying, "You've got to open it up, and please don't open it up." Um, we've got the uh, Imagine Clearwater proposal that's coming before us again at the next city council meetings uh, in the first week of May. Uh, big decisions there as to whether we spend the this 64 plus million dollars worth of money during this time to uh, to build a fancy park. Um, we've got uh, we've got to work out a way to help people in the community because uh, right now we you know we're not getting help from the federal government. None of the money that's been uh, pushed out so far from the federal government goes to cities our size. Um, and we've got people here who are just struggling to stay alive and to, you know, pay the rent and, 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 and put food on the table. Um, so those are our big issues now. And um, moving forward, uh, making connections with uh, all of our neighborhoods and make sure that everyone's represented. Um, there's there's things that pop up uh, every uh, every day that we have to address, and that's what I'm discovering. It's okay. Now here's some reports for you to read. Here's some information you need to be, you're going to need to make a decision on this and that and this. So there's always something that we're dealing with, but being responsive to the folks here in Clearwater is my uh, number one goal. Um, and I know the the large largest reason I got elected was they want somebody who's serious about Scientology. So that's always part of it as well. Big time, big time. Well, your analogy, by the way, about the mafia, or that rather that other person's analogy, right. shared about the mafia, dead on accurate. And. Uh, this is the reason why people, you know, who are associating with Scientology there in Clearwater, giving speeches at Scientology headquarters and things like that, not a good look. And <laughs> I, I hope that that is, uh, is something that is, you know, a, a viewpoint that is propagating through the city, I hope. <laughs> yeah, that, that's always backfired. Um, after the, the Leah Remini uh, two-parter about Clearwater, uh, the police department got hell from viewers uh, thinking that, you know, they're, they're paid off by Scientology. Um, one of the things that, that happened is uh, people started showing pictures of, of uh, Chief Slaughter uh, taking pictures at the Fort Harrison Hotel with a diploma or something that, for, that somebody received. Um, and he said, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, I'm I'm not going to 
be going there and posing for pictures. Uh, uh, Good. So there is a backlash from the public uh, about the, things like that. Good. Well, that it's good to know, actually, getting the after story, you know, because because uh, we don't necessarily hear. We know that I remember Chief Slaughter put a statement out. Look, you know, we're not overly influenced by Scientology and all that. Well, OK, but, you know, actions in this realm speak louder than words. And there's been, you know, as you know, way better than us uh, through direct experience, you know, there's been some pretty pretty rough stuff that's happened in the past. So we really, so I really am encouraged by what you're saying. And I really do hope that, um, that the, that the police force, you, the, you know, the other people that you're working with on the city council can, can actually really effectively push back against these guys, you know, because they do seem to have unlimited money and, uh, bizarrely mysterious, uh, reach into places where you just didn't even see them coming from, you know, and this persistency, this tenacity, they, they just don't have anything else to do all day except what they do, you know, so, so they match other people, you know, they, they overwhelm through, you know, that kind of intensity and it's, yeah. it's very difficult to fight back against. So we're, 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 I'm, this has been an encouraging podcast for me, you know, as far as hearing what you're saying here. I think we have good things in the future uh, on this line and, and exactly what you were elected for. So do you have any other future plans you'd care to share with us or that you can be open about at all? I know there's probably some things you don't want to be open about. Yeah, uh, no, there's there's nothing else that, that uh, I'm going to spill uh, right now. <laughs> Just a general goal to, to make sure that we understand uh, how Scientology operates, and that we we hold them to account for uh, some of these actions. Like we need to have some way for people to um, uh, get out their uh, experiences of intimidation downtown. Whether it's a, a business that decided to leave because of pressure from Scientology or uh, customers who, who uh, run into problems or people who live down there who are getting hell from Scientology. Uh, the pressure is always applied. Um, so we just need to be able to document all that and, and say, listen, this has got to stop. <laughs> uh, so there's, there are things we'll be able to do along the way. Um, Beyond that, I, I don't want to be too specific. No problem. I totally get that. Uh, okay, Mark. Well, listen, thank you very much for taking the time to update us on what's going on there now that you're on the city council. And again, congratulations, man. This was this was a serious, serious step up. And I have acknowledged it on social media, but I just want to say straight up, dude, you're a hero. I mean, this is really seriously stepping up and doing something for real against Scientology, not just going on social media and talking about it, which, you know, I, there's a certain amount of, of effectiveness I feel I have in terms of a voice and using it and exposing and talking about my past and all that. But, you know, I admire the hell out of people who actually do more, you know, who actually step up and, 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 uh, 
really walk the walk and that's what you're doing. And, uh, and I really, really want to acknowledge that. And I think we all, uh, are going to continue to owe you some debts of gratitude as, as this moves forward here as to what you're going to accomplish. And I, you've got so much backing and support from the community here. And I just, I just want to put that out there and say that out loud. So thank you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to reject the label of hero, <laughs> but I do accept adorable. So if people, if people just want to clamor and let the world know that I'm adorable, that uh, that's plenty for me. Well, thank you very much. Properly humble. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thanks very much for coming around and uh, being part of this, folks. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, good, bad, or sideways, leave it in the comments section here on YouTube or at sensiblyspeaking.com. And of course, you can always reach out to Mark Bunker through official channels. He is now an official city council member, so you guys can just go to the city council websites and contact forms and all that and reach out to him however you want that way. Um, again, Mark, thank you very much. My pleasure. Awesome. Folks, see you next week. Bye-bye.